Do you remember a time when you suddenly realised the weight of your responsibility for something or someone? When it suddenly dawned on you that you are responsible, that decisions you make or actions that you're going to take will have consequences, maybe for you, but perhaps more significantly for other people or for other situations. I remember when I was 11 years old and made captain of my primary school cricket team. I remember feeling the responsibility of that and spending hours planning fielding positions using little models on my friend's dining room table. I felt something that I guess was some kind of responsibility, even though that's not maybe how I would have said it when I was 11. I remember later in life taking a lead on my first client meeting when I was fresh into my first proper job and how that felt. The weight of that, the responsibility of that. If this goes wrong, we could lose this business. It's Father's Day today, as you'll know, and I suspect a lot of you dads will resonate with the feeling of responsibility when your first child came along. I remember the birth of our first child, and particularly when we got to take her out of the hospital, how it felt strapping her into her first baby carry seat and then tentatively carrying her out of the hospital. I remember uh, strapping her into the car to take her home, and I remember how slowly I drove on that first trip. Precious cargo on board. That sense of being totally responsible for someone else's life. I'm so grateful to my parents for so many things in my upbringing and instilling in me a sense of responsibility, I think, was one of those things. And responsibility is a good thing, but it can also be challenging too, can't it? It's not always easy taking responsibility. It's not always easy when others criticise the choices and decisions you've taken when you've stepped up and taken on some responsibility. Sometimes we can feel weighed down by that sense of responsibility. But I think generally it's a positive thing. I think somebody willing to take responsibility is a sign of maturity and wisdom. And the truth is not much changes in our lives or in the world without someone somewhere taking responsibility. Habits that we want to break, routines we want to get into, things we want to achieve all require us to take responsibility. Organisational change or development or progress doesn't usually happen without somebody somewhere stepping up and taking some responsibility. Who or what are you responsible for? At work, home, with family, in church? What about with the planet that we live on? Who's responsible for that? Governments? Nations? You? Me? Last week we talked about some of the reasons why we should be thinking about the climate crisis facing our planet and why should we should be concerned about it. We talked about the legacy that we're leaving to the next generations who will inherit this world that we live in. We talked about the needs of the poorest people in our world who are likely to be most impacted by the climate crisis. But I said last week, and by the way, you can go and check up if you missed that talk on our YouTube channel, and you can go and find it from last week. But I said that I felt the most important reason was that as a Christian, I believe that this amazing world we live in was created by God. And that's the most important reason why we should be taking care of the planet. We talked about the evidence for that last week and why it's entirely reasonable to believe that this world has a creator who designed and ordered it. But doesn't that make it God's responsibility then? Why should the planet and looking after it be ours? And if we do have a responsibility for the planet, well, what does that look like? 
Well, to find out, I want to go back to the story right at the beginning of the Bible that tells us about God designing, ordering and bringing life into existence. If you want to follow along today with the the parts of God's story in the Bible that I'm going to be reading, then uh, you can do that using our blog, which is on our website, which has links to the YouVersion app where you can find uh, that Bible passage. It's also going to appear on the screen uh, here with me. And by the way, if you want to check out the blog, it also has some notes about today and some questions for you to be thinking about as you process what we're talking about. So all available on our website. So I want to go to the beginning of God's story, to Genesis, the first book of the Bible, chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 26 to 31 today. So we'll start in verse 26, and it says this, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God has this idea to create human beings and to create them in his image. That's what we're told, in his image, in his likeness. This is so significant and tells us just how important human beings are. We carry the image of our divine creator. How amazing is that? In the culture that this account was written in all those years ago, the idea of an image was really significant and important. An image was believed to carry the essence of what that image represented. And the Hebrew word, this was originally written in an ancient language, Hebrew, the Hebrew word, Salem, which we translate image, carries the idea with it of a representative, not in physical appearance, but in physical form human beings are a representative of God. They carry God's image, but they're this representation or or representative of God's presence here on earth. That's extraordinary. Human beings have the capacity in some way to mirror divine attributes, the divine attributes of their creator, and for us to grow in our ability to mirror those divine attributes. You know, in the same way that a child often grows to mirror the attributes, attitudes and character traits of a parent, so we have the capacity to become more and more like the image of God, to grow more and more in the image of God and to grow more and more in our ability to mirror his attributes. John Walton, who writes a commentary about these verses, summarizes all of this uh, image stuff in a quote which I love. He says, the image is a physical manifestation of divine essence that bears the function of that which it represents. This gives the image bearer the capacity to reflect the attributes of the one represented and to act on his behalf. We are a manifestation of the divine essence of God. We have the ability to represent and act on God's behalf. So God does it. God creates both men and women, created in the image of God, created to reflect his attributes, his creativity, and to be his representatives here on earth. So he gives men and women a responsibility. Let's look at what that responsibility is. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. 
Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. Now God gives these commands to human beings about what it's going to be like for them to be God's representatives on earth. And it starts with a blessing. I think this is really interesting. It starts by God saying, God bless them, and then goes on to say some things. I think this is fascinating. The very first thing that God does after creating human beings is to bless them. God wants to bless us, to bless you. But God's blessing is more than just giving some warm, fuzzy feeling. It has a purpose. In the church world, we often talk about being blessed by God, or we pray for people to be blessed by God. But we mustn't misunderstand what that means. It doesn't mean we don't have to do anything. You see, part of God's blessing is to give us a purpose and a meaning, and he does that here in this uh, story. And their purpose is to take responsibility for all that he has created. So the very first thing that God does after creating human beings is to bless them by giving them responsibility for all that he has created. Now, what does that responsibility look like? Well, two key things. Number one, be fruitful. And number two, subdue the earth and rule over it. And it's really important that we understand what that means because it can be really easily misinterpreted. So let's start with being fruitful. Human beings are designed by God for growth, to be productive, to add value, to blossom and bear fruit. And in the same way that fruit feeds the hungry and quenches the thirsty, so our fruitfulness is not to be measured by material possessions, fame or money, but by the blessing we bring to others, the kindness that we show, the love that we demonstrate, the hunger and the thirst that we feed and we quench. Our fruitfulness is to be measured by the legacy we leave, the lives we impact for good. So first thing, the first responsibility God gives human beings, he blesses them and then he says, be fruitful. Then God says his blessing is to be outworked in our ruling and subduing of the earth that he has given us. And it's vital that we understand what ruling and subduing mean in the context of being made in the image of God. Ruling and subduing are the activities enabled by God when he made us in his image. We rule and subdue with authority just as God rules over us. And God's rule over us is one that is characterized by love and grace and mercy and blessing. The implication of this is when we are to rule and subdue, we are to follow God's example because we are made in his image. And the implication is that, that our ruling should be one of blessing, grace, mercy, love and care. Just as God displayed in his benevolent rule when he created us so perfectly, so fine-tuned and so uh, created this world that we live in that is so fine-tuned for us in the way that God did that so we 
are to do that for others. By ruling in, the, in that way, we fulfill our purpose in reflecting the image of God in the world. See, ruling and subduing has nothing to do with taking and pillaging. It has nothing to do with destroying and stripping with no regards for the consequences. It has to do with taking care, with stewarding, with replenishing and restoring. It has to do with creating as we reflect the image of the divine creator. Then in verse 31, we read this. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. You know, all the way through the rest of the creation story, which you read in Genesis chapter 1, God creates all these things and he says that they are good. But here he says, having made human beings in his image and blessed them and given them this responsibility, it is very good. Human beings and the blessing of responsibility that God has given to us is very good. You know, on this Father's Day, I'm reminded of the tremendous blessing it has been to be a dad and to have two amazing daughters. What a fabulous joy and a fabulous blessing. But that blessing comes with a responsibility too. I have been blessed to be a blessing. I've been blessed with a purpose for fatherhood and the responsibility that comes with that. And it's the same with this planet that we live on. God has given it to us as a wonderful blessing. And what a blessing it is. The spectacular beauty of our world, the amazing variety of plants, animals, fish and birds, the uh, spectacular sunsets, the glorious mountains, the awe-inspiring oceans. But the blessing comes with a responsibility too. A responsibility to be fruitful, to subdue and to rule. And that means taking care of it. How are we doing with our responsibility to this planet? How are you doing with your responsibility to this planet? Are you taking care? Are you thinking about what you're doing? It's way too easy, as so many of us have done, myself included, to conclude that there is nothing that we can do, that it's governments or nations who need to change and take responsibility. And of course that is true, governments and nations do need to change, but to simply argue that that's the only thing that needs to happen is to totally disregard my and your responsibility for this planet. To argue that is to totally disregard my responsibility and for you to completely disregard your responsibility. And we need to be sorry for where we've done that and instead commit ourselves to taking as much responsibility as we can for our bed of the planet. That's why I'm so excited that so many suggestions have come in to our social media challenge over this last week of the things we can do to take responsibility for the climate crisis, to take responsibility for our world. That's why we're joining in this coming Friday with the Andover Climate Day of Action run by Andover Vision. And I want to encourage you, I want to encourage our entire church community, anybody who's watching this, and you don't have to be local to Andover to do this, by the way, this can be for everybody. I want to encourage all of us to get involved in that day. I want to encourage all of us to look at those suggestions that have been made on our social media uh, group for what we can do to take responsibility. Download the pack from Andover Vision for how you can participate in uh, that day, this coming Friday, the 25th of June. 
Look out for a published list of things that we're going to be sending out on social media on Tuesday of this week with loads of suggestions for things we can do and habits we can change. Why don't you start up a new habit? Why don't you change something and then let us know what you're doing? And in particular, on Friday, 25th of June, we would love for so many people from our church community to go onto social media, to post images, pictures, whatever it might be, comments on the things that you are doing, the things that you are doing on Friday to change habits or to get involved or to participate in that day. And would you tag them with the Andover uh, Vision tags for that day? We'll be publishing them again on our social media and in our live chat and in all those different ways. Would you tag that so our town can know that we are joining in en masse with this so that we are blessing our town and encouraging the folks at Andover Vision? And most important, more important than any of that, it's an opportunity for us to take responsibility, the responsibility that is ours, that has been given to us by God to look after this amazing world that he has placed us in. Let's not abdicate our God-given blessing and our God-given responsibility. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for this amazing and wonderful world that you have placed us in. We thank you for your creativity and imagination, which is all around us. We are sorry for where we have not understood that you have blessed us and given us a mandate to look after this planet. We're sorry. But we pray, Lord God, that we would take this opportunity to start doing things differently. Help us as we join in with this Andover Vision Day of Action this week to set up new habits and new ways of being that take responsibility. Challenge and inspire us, Lord God, we pray. And I want to thank you for all the people in our church community who have been sending in so many different ideas for how we can do that, for the things people are doing already. Help us to be inspired together to make a difference to your beautiful and amazing world. Amen.